fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Habner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final Welcome to the Fantasy Fullback Dive, brought to you by the good people at the Rotor Street Journal. Acton is your lead blocker to fantasy glory, paving your way to fantasy excellence, fantasy titles, all your football-related fantasies coming true this hour. Uh, and, you know, as the season progresses, I'm your host, Nat The Truth Jones. With me, as always, the wolf of Rotor Street himself. He's dealing with some technical issues. He's not sure if his computer's going to make it through the next hour. So we're kind of living on a knife's edge here, folks. Hope you're as into this as we are. We are rolling our way into yet another Thursday night shit fest. We've got the Saints. We got the Cardinals. If the uh, if the Broncos Colts wasn't enough for you a couple weeks ago, if the Bears and the Commanders didn't uh, didn't uh, itch that scratch. Here we go. Or scratch that itch, whatever the hell. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> itch that scratch, baby. Hey, I just came right <laughs> off the soccer field. I was, uh, you know, trying to herd a group of six and seven-year-old boys. So you'll excuse me if my grammar is not up to snuff. Wolf, how you doing? It's good to see you. Um, what do you think of this big game we got coming up? Well, my first thought is it can't go anywhere but up at this you point. You said After that the last, last week, two weeks, Like I do think week. we'll get an okay game, plus two and a half on the Saints over under 43 and a half. It's a tricky one to figure out where to go with it. I honestly want to go the Saints. I think I'm the going Cardinals Saints. just I'm going yeah, Saints. Cardinals just suck. So like give me the points. I think Saints could outright win it even on the road. Now Hopkins return. I mean the there's definitely Cardinals some, are a terrible home team. Yeah, they're, they're terrible in general, but yes, including at home. Uh granted the Saints are 2 and 4 against the spread, 0 oh and 2 as a road team. Uh so not great right there. The over is also four and two in the saints games this year, but I'm going to hit the under. I feel like the Cardinals have been hideous lately. Uh, I just don't like it at all. And with Andy Dalton game managing, I just think it's a nice slow, just kind of gross game. Not quite as gross as the other ones. Again, maybe Hopkins returns. There is some, some really intriguing fantasy storylines. Hopkins triumphant return tonight, right in my top 12 receivers. I put five ECR on him. I think he gets peppered. Uh, you, Jeff Hopkins, anywhere? Are you excited to see this guy? I don't. There? I tried to get him cheap in a, in one of my auctions. I definitely saw the appeal bringing him in in week seven. Uh, you know me; I'm a Hopkins stand completely. And um, yeah, I could see. I'm, I'm definitely interested in that. That's one of the things I'm interested in for this game. But for the second uh, week in a row, we are aligned. We're both taking the Saints in the under. Uh, there we are. And so we there nailed we go. it last week, right? I think we, we were did. right. On last week's, the, the under is uh, the overs one four and one in Arizona too. So there's definitely a track record with the over just being absolute shit here. This fast paced air raid offense. Kingsbury's a fucking idiot. I what was so fast paced? What air raid? Exactly. What are you talking no, about? Doesn't exist. Uh, Hollywood Brown has been placed on injured reserve. So yep. covering some news for you guys. Uh, you guys knew he was going to be out, and it's probably going to be longer than the four game minimum. Oh yeah, of I the think six reserve. at least. Yeah, six was the uh, expected minimum here. So you got to figure Hopkins just walks right into a, a 25, 30%, maybe even higher target share tonight. And I know they play different roles, different types of players, but Hopkins has always been the engine of this offense. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see him walk into 11, 12 targets right off the bat. I believe Lattimore is sitting tonight. We saw that do wonders for Jamar Chase, who, yes, he is 10,000 times the athlete at this stage of their careers. 
than DeAndre Hopkins, but Hopkins can probably still get this thing done. Fresh legs has been sitting there. It wasn't like it was an injury we were waiting for the guy to come back from. So I think he comes right in. He smashes. Got some sit starts on him. You got to play Hopkins. I mean, come on. If you had Hopkins, you're waiting for him. You play him tonight. The bigger questions, and we're probably going to get a few of these ones tonight, are do you play Rondale more? I've also seen some sit start questions on Chris Olave. So let's get the easy one out of the way. Okay. You play Olave. There's no doubt about it. There's no Mike Thomas. There's no Jarvis Landry. This is a guy that even after missing last week is number one in the league in air yards still. Number one in air yard share. Almost 42% of his team's air yards after again missing a week last week. Uh, and just total deep targets. He's first in the league as well. So targets over 15 plus yards. The guy is a monster down the field. And I know Andy Dalton's a little bit more reserved and not slinging it quite like Jameis. Would have loved to see Jameis back there today. But if you're a Kamara owner, at least that's a good thing for him. I'm definitely playing Olave. No questions there. Moore's a little bit more of a question mark, but he's right on that top 30 wide receiver fringe for me. Let us know if you have a more question, but 10 targets last week, six catches. And the issue with Moore is never volume, but it's 49 yards on six catches, low A dot. He's in most of his catches, over half of them came at or behind the line of scrimmage. He's got some deep speed, though, so maybe with Marquise Brown no longer there, maybe his role gets elevated. There's certainly targets up for grab over 40% of their air yards. Does Robbie Anderson step right in and steal a bunch of that? Maybe, but they're saying he's going to be limited to 10 to 15 snaps yeah. as well. So certainly not trusting Anderson tonight, not playing him, maybe in a DraftKings showdown at a cheap price. Okay. No. But I'm not starting him. Wouldn't hate bench tryout, like cut your kicker, see what Anderson does. Cause if he hauls in a deep bomb, shows a nice connection with Kyler right away. I'm putting that at like a 10% chance it happens. I don't expect it to happen, but really I don't see a ton of other bench tryout type of guys here. Maybe Keontae Ingram behind Eno Benjamin. Truth, have you seen any news on James Conner? Right when we were live, I was hoping to see a, an injury active report. Do you mind looking and seeing? I've, I've seen absolutely nothing on James Conner, I'll be honest. Okay. Um, also, if you don't mind looking that up uh, while I wrap up Rondell Moore here. He did lead the team in snaps, routes, targets last week uh, so i do think rondell moore is definitely in play even if it is a low you know not a huge high upside role let us know again who you have against him but he does slot right towards my top 30 receivers exactly at let me just double check it here uh right receiver 31 and then i have him below juju and i don't feel good about that so everything far. on james connor's reading questionable still questionable still game time That's decision. Such a yeah, so we'll find out more as we're live here whether or not you know Benjamin's in play. I don't love him. He just even on 87% of the snaps, nearly all the touches last week, got you nine points. Like you could use Eno Benjamin tonight if Connor's out, but I wouldn't feel great about it. It, it does seem kind of like that classic, like everybody DJ was DJ Johnson in the comments says James Connor inactive. Inactive officially. Okay, thank you, DJ. Thank you for uh, pulling that up. More uh, resources than our own trusty truth over there. From hey, my DJ research is, uh, is uh, Google. There we go. Uh, <laughs> the old Google machine. So with Connor inactive, yeah, you know Benjamin comes slightly in play, given again over eighty percent of the snaps last week. Uh, almost all the backfield work can catch, can run, but. Can't do either very well. Uh, so I'm not like all that into, you know, Benjamin as a fill-in. I have him sliding in right around running back 26. I'd rather play Tony Pollard. I'd rather play Brian Robinson, even again with a nice role for, you know, Benjamin. Part of me does feel like it's one of those spots where he was, everybody was in last week. It was a ripe matchup against the Seahawks. He kind of fizzles out. 
and everybody's now like, eh, don't want to do that experience again. And he's going to come out and like score two touchdowns. Could that happen? Maybe it could. Uh, but I, I'm hitting the pause button. The Saints have been much better against the run than they have been against the pass. So let us know if you have Eno Benjamin questions. But I'm not even with that full type of workload. I just think he fucking sucks. I don't think he's a good. Yeah, player. I don't think I he's that had, good. Never liked him. Um, but it is an intriguing Thursday night. So definitely, again, let us know if you have some Thursday night football questions. Uh, we took our time a little bit there just because yeah. there are a lot of questionable guys, whether or not to get them in your lineups. We will, of course, hit every question in the mailbag. But if you have a Thursday night question, you need a guaranteed, like, better get this before kickoff. The Super Chat will we'll pause whatever we're doing, whether it's higher, lower, Hail Mary, news. We see a Super Chat. We're going to pause and answer it. <laughs> we're whores for Super Chats. We know that. Uh, so, and speaking of Super Chats, there you go. Craig Sarno, Eno or Jeff Wilson, half point PBR. Uh, Jeff Wilson, I would go for Craig. I I let I know last week was so ugly and disappointing, but they the Chiefs have given up the you know eighth most points to backs. They're going to try to at least establish him early. As long as he doesn't fumble, I think we're going to be okay here. Um, and we have a ton of questions, comments. So I do want to just get moving here. What I'm so, just posting now is uh, the call in for our our. I do want to I do want to just say I don't know if the wolf said this while I was googling. So if I repeat something, uh, so a piece of news he already said, I apologize. Um, but also Andy Dalton starting for oh, yeah. the Saints. Yeah, we, if we did not already mention that, I don't know if we, we did sure did. We sure did. Okay. <laughs> I just posted the call-in link, although I didn't put a uh, – uh, David got it. Okay, perfect. There's our of course guy. David got I'm it. David, David's been circling that call-in link like a vulture. Yeah. So call-in link is live. So we do, as I mentioned, give preference to Super Chats. We answer those as soon as they pop up. But call-ins do get preference too when we start and kick off our questions. So, again, right, let us know let's do Thursday it. night what you think. We're both taking Saints. We're taking the under. Uh, let us know if you have any sit-start questions for Thursday or any in general. Keep them coming in, Wolfpack. As we hit our news, that thumbs yeah. up button. We Give us a thumbs up. Early on. Give us a subscribe. Help us get out. Hey, I know, man, like the subscribes shares. have been going up and up and up. Up and up um, and up. Last Thursday, we got to like 50, 60 consistent live viewers. I don't know if that was you guys. Oh, it was more than that. It, out. it was actually it was awesome. more than that. It was, I mean, yeah, we had a couple like 70, 80, 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, so it was nice. For help us get Thursday. out to more people, Wolfpack, whether that was your shares, likes, all that stuff is so greatly appreciated. So thanks again for being here, Wolfpack. Continue to help us grow. Cheers. Let's give get some Let's week go. seven news. Quarterback news for week seven. Dak Prescott has told reporters he will be starting week seven against the Lions. You know, we hear a lot of talk about, oh, there's a quarterback controversy, blah, blah, blah. They're paying Dak Prescott an absolute huge amount of money. Once he's healthy, once he's ready to go, they will absolutely be starting him. He says he's starting. We'll see if that's true or not. But if he is starting, I think he's a must play unless you got a really, really good other option. Oh, yeah. He's entering the Lions. I mean, the most generous team to quarterbacks. Yes. Walking right into a smash spot. Yeah, maybe he'll shake off a little rust early on, but I'm all back in on Dak. Quarterback seven for the week for me. You're playing him if you have Dak. Kenny Pickett, concussion practiced in full on Thursday. Looks like he's going to be good to go against a Miami team, giving up top five numbers to quarterbacks. I like what I've seen from Pickett in two tough matchups. Could be a Hail Mary, hint, hint, tonight. Really like the guy for Sunday Night Football this week. Speaking of quarterback controversies, there is no quarterback controversy in New England, <laughs> according to sources. Uh, Mac Jones limited in Thursday's practice. Supposedly, I mean, he's still dealing with his ankle injury. He is going to start when healthy. Of course, Bailey Zappi 
making things a little bit interesting there in New England. New England looking better than they've looked all year, no doubt about it. Sneaky wish there was a quarterback controversy. I'm all no. in on Zappy Hour, baby. But regardless, Russell Wilson, oh fucking god, I don't even want to talk about him. Hamstring was limited in uh. Thursday's practice. Beat writer Mike Kliss reports that Brett Rippian took most of the team's walk. Is that record. Mark Rippin's kid? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Super Bowl quarterback uh, MVP Mark Rippin. Don't know who that is and certainly don't know who his son or daughters are right. <laughs> at this point. Don't even know who Brett Rippin is, but he might be starting as if you thought the Broncos could get any worse. It could be down even further. All right. Uh, running back news. DeAndre Swift, ankle injury, shoulder injury, limited in Thursday's practice. Of course, we've seen them now go four deep on the uh, Lions running back depth chart. Um you know, we'll see what happens uh, as far as that goes. Obviously, if he's healthy and he's playing, you play him. But what do you think? Is he going to be on the field? I think he'll be out there. I mean, that was the whole game plan is rest him through the bye, get him a good solid three weeks of rest, healing up. They're saying he's pushing towards playing, according to the beat writers, after Swift talked to the, the reporters today. I think he's in. And clearly, as you mentioned, when he's in, he's in your lineup, a top 12 running back any given week he's out there. He's that damn explosive and that talented as a pass catcher. Damian Harris practiced in full on Thursday from go like reportedly missing multiple weeks was the early reports to now being back in full. I, you never know with the Patriots, but it does keep them out. Ramondre has been incredible. Come and on. that's what I am worried about is, is the team going to just be so steadfast that our philosophy has always been committee, committee, committee. When we have our guys that no doubt how Ramondre has been a monster, maybe the best running back, other than like Chubb and a handful of others, he's a pure runner. He has looked phenomenal. I, I don't see how you could go back to a committee, but I also, as a longtime Pats fan, know if Harris is hitting, he's going to play. I think they probably still start Ramondre. I think he probably gets 60-ish percent of the work, but he's been seeing 80 to 90% of the work the past two weeks. It would definitely be a big hit to him in the sense that you're still starting him. You're still loving him in fantasy, but I have him as a, a top six running back behind only Chubb, Henry, McCaffrey, Eckler, and Barkley right now. Like I even have met Jonathan Taylor at the moment. He right now, if there's, if there's a redraft, if there's a redraft, where are you drafting Ramondre Stevenson? Well, if the fact that Harris is probably going to be playing, Let's pretend Harris is not coming back. Well, if Harris was not coming back, he'd be a top six running back pick. He'd probably okay. be a, a fringe first rounder by the end of the, the second 100%. Now what? Yeah. Now what? So now, I mean, it's back to probably a committee. Fourth round, fifth round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what that's what's the craziness is. A committee can, especially with Harris, who is good in his own right. He's no Ramondre at this point. I think it's clear the talent gap, and I'm hoping that we've seen that enough. That Belichick has seen that enough to go back to Ramondre as a 70 percent workload guy. As long as he gets that, he'll be top ten. Every week, I'm a little bit worried that he'll be a 60% guy because Harris is a player. I, I don't want to discredit the guy. He's a player, and he's especially good at the goal line, and that's where it could really hurt Ramondre, who will definitely keep the receiving work. We'll probably see 60% or so of the work. Still a very viable, like, high-end running back, too, with Harrison, but he goes from, like, a smash top six running back play to a high-end running back, too. That, that is a downgrade, and it needs sure. to be considered if Harris is playing. No question about it. Um, just real quick while we're doing this, let's just pop in. Call me crazy. I'm considering gambling Taysom over Ertz. I feel like they might use Taysom a lot tonight, and I've got Hopkins in my lineup. Thoughts? Whew. I mean, you got <laughs> Taysom the, is such a gamble. It's a big gamble. <laughs> and honestly, it's not one I would take, given how good Ertz has been. He has been so damn steady. Thank you so much for the support, by the way, JT86TN. Um, 
Ertz is just like, I know the ceiling isn't nearly what Taysom Hill brings. I mean, we saw 32 fantasy points just a few weeks ago. If you're a severe underdog and you're just like, YOLO, fuck it, I'm going for it, I can understand it. But we've seen Ertz see 10 or more targets in four of six games. He hasn't seen less than four. He's seen four and six are his lows. And even then he finished with nine. So if we're looking at half PPR points, he's finished with 10 or more in all but two weeks. The guy has been a stud in terms of the tight end position and relative to consistency, only like Ertz, I mean, only like Kelsey and Andrews have been as steady as Zach Ertz so far this year. He's my tight end three for the week. I'm playing Ertz. Um, I, I'm actually pumped about Ertz. I, oh man, I I get the taste of like sex appeal. Again, three, four touchdowns through one just two weeks ago. But when he busts, zero points. When he busts, it's, it's like, as big of a bust as you could possibly have. It's true. To me, in 80% of scenarios, I'm just going to take that steady like 10 or so points from Ertz and feel okay about it. But again, if you want to shoot for the fucking moon, with with Andy Dalton active, we've seen a lot more Taysom Hill. So it's not insane, but I would say only in extreme underdog situations would I go Taysom over Ertz tonight. Sean Crawford in the comments just said, just got off work. Who's the starting Saints quarterback, please? It's Dalton. Andy All Dalton. Right. Yep. All right. Let's keep moving on. Running back news. Naeem Hines, concussion protocol. He practiced in full on Thursday, so I guess he's probably out of the concussion protocol. Jonathan Taylor dealing with that same ankle injury. He was a full participant in practice on Friday as well. So going from having like fourth string running back action for the Colts, now it seems like everyone's back. Fourth string, don't you dare insult Dion uh, Jackson. Well, well, he was third. I mean, fucking insane. That's true. And Philip Lindsay ended up having to come. Philip Lindsay is the guy that's number four. I mean, running back one of last week was Jackson. You watch that type of game, and you're just like, why can't Jonathan Taylor get these ten targets when he's in? Why? Why do we? I get it was like last man standing type of situation too, but his usage was fucking insane. And I was just sitting there like, Jonathan Taylor was ever used this way, like twenty carries and ten targets. When we've seen that happen, Jonathan Taylor breaks fantasy. So it makes me feel a little bit better about JT. He was close to returning last week, according to these reports. Tennessee is not an overly threatening defense. They're better against the run than they are the pass, but still. Taylor, I, I like Taylor a lot this week. He's got to be ranked in your top six, seven running backs as long as he is in. Uh, we did want to mention Christian McCaffrey. So real quick, the, you can only see us from here up, but I can assure you the Wolf's pants are off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as I talk about this guy, I would love nothing more than to see him on a new team. I mean, he's still in a great role with the Panthers, but how hideous is that offense? He's apparently in intense trade talks. Uh, that other teams are at least they're intensifying right now and something could happen quote within 48 hours folks that's before this weekend for those of you good at math and apparently the most likely candidates are the 49ers and Rams the Bills are also involved in talks obviously the thought of the Bills and Christian McCaffrey like yeah they have a lot of weapons and he'd be sharing with more mouse he'd have like 30 touchdown upside over a full season at the the Bills Uh, and either way I like the sign of the Rams we know Matthew Stafford might be a little bit racist. He certainly would fit the bill for targets from Matthew Stafford there. The 49ers would definitely love Higby. Loves Cup. <laughs> Higby and Cup and Skoranek are certainly the only oh, guys that get targets now. Christian McCaffrey would definitely eat into that. Uh, Don't you think Hunter Renfro would just really feast in that offense? Oh, yeah. I mean, he'd be Cooper Cup light uh, for sure. But <laughs> 40, <laughs> 49ers are the other mentioned team. And that would probably be the ugliest, although – 
Shanahan's offense is fucking unreal for running backs when you just know what's happening. And you wouldn't tra- he wouldn't trade for McCaffrey just to play Shenanahanigans, right? Like you'd at least yeah, I mean, think you wouldn't that'd be so. the one guy that might be Shenanahanigan proof. So any of these teams would be sexier than the Panthers. Either way, he's still your locked in running back, one the second most expected fantasy points every single week. But as you mentioned, it just gives me an excuse to take off my pants and talk right now. So yeah, it was a fun time. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun time. Let's talk about Ravens running backs. Justice Hill, hamstring issue, practiced in full on Thursday, so there's that. Uh, offensive coordinator Greg Roman told reporters he's, quote-unquote, really excited to be getting Gus Edwards back. J.K. Dobbins did not practice on Thursday. It's just this merry-go-round of nonsense in the Bills' backfield. I don't even like talking about it on the uh, pod because I'm never starting a Bills running back. I don't care what's going on. You mean Ravens? Yeah, I get Yes, you. that is what uh, I meant. <laughs> so the one – not necessarily counter to that was Drake did have 19 points last week. And I know a lot of people, I'm, but I'm not going to start him. Like I, I know they can put up numbers. I just would feel, I just would never feel good starting a Raven. I agree. I, especially with Hill potentially in full, likely back the big kicker here. If it's only Hill and Drake going into the weekend, let's say Dobbins is out and Gus isn't activated. I would feel okay with Drake. I would put him as a, a low-end running back, too, with some real upside. Again, 19 points last week. He was knifing through the defense. I've always been a Drake guy, so maybe I'm a little you have, it's I've true. always kind of liked Kenyon Drake. But he looked damn good. Like I, it's Number 17 is kind of sexy. I don't know why. I, beyond that analysis, the guy was just again, over <laughs> solid 10 analysis. yards a clip. <laughs> yeah, real solid analysis. But 10 yards a clip, one of the most creative run schemes. It just goes to show when they did commit to a back, he was the only guy left standing. He feasted. That's not their philosophy. That's never what they want to do. And with Hill back, they wouldn't do quite that workload. The real kicker would be if Gus Edwards comes back, though. Then I wouldn't trust Drake at all. I certainly wouldn't trust Hill. But I would be intrigued to start Gus because he has really performed well in this offense in the past. The Gus bus is a bulldozer. He's 18% rostered. You can slide him into your IR spot right now. I literally just did that and then picked up Elijah Moore for reasons we're going to discuss in a little bit. Uh, Gus Edwards... I think should be rostered in far more leagues right now. Uh, I think he could end up being the guy that does find like a steady goal line role. And then you ultimately can actually trust this guy for a flex type of plug-in during bye weeks. All right, fine. Raheem Mostert going to the Dolphins has taken over this backfield. He practiced in full on Thursday. There's no more real Chase Edmonds worries. He's a handcuff at best. It's Mostert's backfield. He's definitely a quality running back, too, moving forward. Well, it's Steelers. Great matchup, too. Six most points to bats since Derek Watt went out. It's even more. Big fan of Raheem Mostert this week as he practices in full. Let's talk wide receivers. T. Higgins, a guy I've always been high on, and, uh, you know, why not? Ankle injury. He participated in Bengals practice on Thursday. Jamar Chase dealing with a hip issue. Uh, He did practice again on Thursday. Said it looks like Chase is probably going to earn another limited tag, but there has been no indication at all that he will not be playing in week seven. Yeah, you fire them both up. There's no more questions. Higgins looked ready to go last week. He was, And he's been upgraded to full, Higgins. Yeah, and they already played 85% of the pass routes last week. So now every down player, most likely the case for Higgins, Atlanta on deck. I, I really think after Jamar Chase blew up the defense, I just it feels like a T. Higgins week is brewing. I, I you agree. know, they, they almost tend to alternate these things. I bet you we get one of those like 150 touchdown weeks for T. Higgins. He is 100% starting and anywhere I have him. And if you have questions, if you're worried at all, don't be. But let me know if you have a question. I will probably 99% chance say yes, play T. Higgins over whoever you're asking about. But yeah, I, I'm all in. Um, would, so you play T. Higgins, would you play T. Higgins over uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. 
Uh, really? I hope. I ah. Uh, really? So my rankings. That's I interesting. Think I, I think I have Hopkins higher. I do, and I need to change that. I, I would go Higgins over him. I, I just okay. think Higgins is blowing up. That being said, get them both in. Like, why would you not be able to play both of these know. guys? Um, absolutely, you're playing them both. As alluded to, Elijah Moore expected to be inactive this week after taking a personal day from practice and then demanding a trade. So he is trying to force his way out of town, not maybe quite as aggressively as Robbie Anderson did it on Sunday, but nonetheless still trying to get his way out of the Jets. And why wouldn't you be? It's the fucking Jets, the, the fucking four and two Jets. I still can't even get my mind around that. Crazy, <laughs> Insane. But it would, one, be great for fantasy because it would at least free up. Not that he's even demanding. I mean, he's like 8% target share right now. So it's not like he's doing anything other than running wind sprints. Uh, but it would be just great to see a nice change in venue for him. I, I really think he could be a top 15 with top five upside if he went to the Packers if he went to the, the Chiefs, I believe in his talent that much. Like we saw a stretch last year where he was the number one fantasy receiver for five weeks with Joe Flacco that actually was throwing him the rock. I think Elijah Moore is that good. Would love to see him moved to the Chiefs, the Packers. I, their team is reportedly no plans to move him. But hey, if he's going to try like stage this kind of hold in and rebel against the system, maybe just maybe if somebody offers up a second round pick, which is what they got him for, I could see him getting moved. So something to definitely track. And if he's out on... Sunday, does that make Garrett Wilson more palatable? Does it make Corey Davis a little better? I guess a little more. I still would rather not trust those guys against a tough Green Bay defense and a very low-volume passing attack right now. Uh, Denzel Mims is also potentially going to be traded, but that's way less exciting than Elijah Moore. So a lot of Jets intrigue up in the air. 48% roster. That's the big thing with Elijah Moore that I wanted to cap this one off with. Only 48% rostered. I myself cut him two weeks ago. I went and scooped him right back up just because the trade deadlines in two weeks. If something happens, again, if he goes to the Chiefs, he goes to the Packers, this would be the guy that wins you your league off the waiver wire right now. So go stash him if he's out there in your league. Go check. We talked Ravens running backs. We'll talk a little bit of Ravens receiver news. Rashad Bateman, foot issue. He was limited in Thursday's practice. I think that's two in a row. Um, Everything I'm reading saying he is on the cautiously optimistic side of playing. On Friday, keep in mind this is with Mark Andrews in at least somewhat jeopardy of missing his next start, which if that happened, you would think Bateman would be in line for a pretty heavy receiving workload. Also, uh, Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman said one of his notes after week six is lost to the Giants, which I still can't believe they lost, by the way, Unreal. was to get Devin Duvernay more involved. So how about that? <laughs> the best part of that quote was he made sure to put an exclamation point after it. Punctuation oh, is, is integral. The exclamation point, fire up Duvernay in every league you can. No, I, I, I'm not an exclamation point uh, enthusiast here. I, I don't hate it, but hey, I, I'm not going to overreact to it. But Bateman would be a lock if he's back in with or without Andrews. It sounds like Andrews is more rest-based, but it, it, they mentioned the knee, and who knows? Either way, Bateman, he changes the complexion of this offense, certainly out wide. He's had a great start to the year, even on low volume, hugely efficient, gets deep can hit the middle of the field. It's clear that this offense has really been missing him these last couple of weeks. So for Lamar's sake, for his own sake, we'd love to see him back. We expect him back. Chase Claypool, after his after his best game of the year, seven catches on seven targets, 96 and a touchdown, also an eight-yard rush, also potentially on the trading block. Maybe the yeah. team's showcasing him for a deal. And who's lining up to call? The Packers. Oh, boy, just like we said with Elijah Moore. Now, I don't think Claypool's quite Elijah Moore as a talent, but this is a 6'3 athletic freak that has had absolute monster days. 
he would immediately be the top option for the Packers, in my opinion. And they are reportedly all in on Claypool and are going to try to go and get him. Rodgers has direly needed a clear-cut wide receiver one. And yes, I know Claypool's inconsistencies these last couple of years. I put yeah, look, far he's more of that. the ball, though, dude. Seriously. Exactly. I'm putting far more of that on the quarterback than I am Chase Claypool himself. With a guy like Rodgers, again, similar to Elijah Moore, like legitimate top 15 top 10 ceiling to okay. Claypool with the Packers also out there in about 50% of leagues. Go check and see if he's out there. He seems more likely to be moved and also would do wonders for Pickens for, uh, for Deontay already a target hog, but just a clearer, steadier workload. And, and Pat Fryermuth also would get a nice boost here. Should Claypool get moved? Matt Lucas wants to know more Pickens, Alec Pierce and Wandale available. Okay. Uh, so is he asking kind of, let me just find the question uh, here. More or Pickens to st- pick up or start? Because it doesn't sound like Elijah Moore is going to play this week. So if it's just right. a stash. If it's like, for this week, you probably don't want more. <laughs> you probably don't want more if you're actually going to have to depend on him because it does seem unlikely. Oh, oh, he clarified right below. So Rondale Moore or Pickens. Oh, 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 I got you. Um, good stuff. Good question. So, ah, man, it's tricky because like if Claypool got moved – that would shoot Pickens up my rankings. Um, he's facing Miami. He's giving up the second most points. Two wide receivers. Pickett loves to throw to him. It'd be tricky. Uh, that all being said, you have to decide tonight. Probably won't see a deal done this week. I have more 31, Pickens 34. It's damn close. I think I'm going to lean Rondale more tonight. Just because I wouldn't be shocked. I know it's been such a low A dot roll. But I wouldn't be shocked to see a few more deep shots implemented into his game as they ease in Robbie Anderson. He does have some speed. Obviously, after the catch is his game. But I wouldn't be shocked to see a couple more deep shots. And if that happens, his game could really be unlocked. Ten, eight targets the last few weeks. I'm going to bet on the volume play, uh, even though I do love Pickens. I really do. As a player, I mean, Pickens is ten times the player as Rondell Moore. But ten and eight points for Rondell Moore the last two weeks. I think the floor is pretty nice there even if the ceiling's lower than Pickens. So I'm going to lean Pickens here. Where, what do you fall on that question? I tend to agree with you. Um, gosh, it's tough for me to pass up on more in that in that situation yeah. right now. It really is. I'll feel dumb if he doesn't play, but I would probably lean more. And just to address the other guys he mentions, I love both these guys too, Pierce, Wandale. Like, Matt, you're bringing up four of my favorite names this week. Uh, so thanks for the good opportunity to talk about them all. I would rank them more than Pickens, than Pierce, than Wandale. That's the exact order. The way you typed them is the exact order I have them ranked. The tricky part of this question is like every single one of these guys could all blow up. In fact, I do think Moore probably has the lowest ceiling, but I also think he has like a significantly yeah, higher floor, floor is up than all these guys. So I'm going to go Rondale Moore. Unless you were a severe, severe underdog, then you can toss in Pickens, hope for that like breakout two touchdown day because it's coming. It could be as early as this week. This is the easiest matchup him and Pickett have had together. Could be a good spot. I'm still going to go Rondale Moore tonight, though. All right, Jahan Dobson. Uh, he actually exited practice early Not with good. a hamstring issue. He was on his second straight day of practice. He came up limping after running a route. That's never good. He was immediately kind of ushered off the field. They did see him riding a stationary bike later. Seemed like he was primed to return this week. Maybe not so much now. As much as I love the kid, I actually dropped him today to pick up Eli Moore as a potential stash. I wanted to hang on to Dotson. Uh, There's just so many question marks. How is he going to mesh with Taylor Heineke? 
when is he going to get healthy at this point as, as these issues keep flaring up? Three out of his four games were monsters. Three out of four, he had touchdowns, one or two. I, I mean, the guy is a player. When he's out there, I really do like him. But with all these question marks and especially the health issues popping up, and it is bye week hell now, I cut him, and I think he can be expendable in certain rosters at this point. Uh, Chargers wide receivers, Keenan Allen was limited in practice. Meanwhile, Josh Palmer did not practice. We'll talk about Keenan Allen a little more in depth not too long from now. Uh, but if he's in, he's obviously in your lineup. That's how I feel about him. Similar to Hopkins, I lock, I lock in Keenan Allen. I think he changes the complexion of this offense. It helps facilitate Justin Herbert getting back to those breakout levels, in my opinion. The aforementioned Hunter Renfro, white receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, dealing with a hip <laughs> issue, did not practice on Thursday. Um, they said it's a surprise DMP. Um, no one was seeing it, but the beat writers did not see him on the field, anything like that. He does not play. That's uh, two main guys after Devontae Adams that will not be on the field. Renfro's been really bad this year, huh? He is one of my biggest misses of the year. I thought yeah. this was like him and Robinson. Like- the locked exactly him really and, and for the most part we've had pretty good predictions but those two stand out as so like bad so went, bad so bad i mean it seemed like too easy welker edelman they dominate in the slot mcdaniels is praising him as the next type of slot guy for this role he had a monster year last year yes of course a mouth like adams coming in you know is going to impact the share renfro gets but to this level to the yeah, fact that he's just, like now an afterthought I don't even, I don't even, I would, he's almost not even an afterthought. Is an afterthought generous? (laughs) Right. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, it's abysmal abysmal. for the lines. DJ Chark was sidelined for Thursday's practice. I don't even know if he exists anymore, but the bigger news, I guess is Josh Reynolds sidelined too. He got hurt late before the buy. And the fact that he's still sidelined is not a good sign for either of these guys, but it does mean Amon St. Brown, who was already the target hog, just more volume for him. Fire him up. Obviously. Let's talk about some Giants wide receivers, the 5-1 and one Giants. Kadarius Tony hamstring issue. He remained sidelines for Thursday's practice. Kenny Galladay, who we both just hate, uh, <laughs> knee issue did not practice on Thursday either. I mean, I, lo- I love this. Uh, the first line of the copy of it. We guess this is still news, but we're not really sure why. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. These guys weren't moving the needle. I think only at this point Tony is like a, a fringe, real fringe hold in the off chance that he gets – traded like they're reportedly teams are asking about him and he was as a rookie some of his metrics were eye-popping like the next breakout receiver type of yards per route run and targets per route and all that stuff that is predictive none of it matters if you're not on the fucking field though so we will see on him last receiver note here that file is under doesn't mean shit ben mcadoo said terrace marshall's going to have more opportunities moving forward not DJ Moore. No, you know, the DJ Moore that is an unbelievable player that cannot ever escape hell. Terrace Marshall's the one without Robbie Anderson that we really need to elevate. Just so goddamn frustrating. You had me at Terrace Marshall. Yeah, exactly. I had you tuned out at Terrace Marshall. Is that what you yes. mean? <laughs> yes. Perfect. I was already Move thinking about my next quip. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I took your punchline from you. It's okay. Tight ends, Mark Andrews. We talked about him earlier. Knee, also maybe just uh, arguably just getting some rest. He's been pretty awesome this year. He did remain sidelined for Thursday's practice. Um, As we said, if he doesn't play, Rondell Moore obviously is going to be in line for a lot of targets. If he and Rondell Moore don't play, um, you know, (laughs) sky's the limit for a lot of these guys. Him and Bateman, you mean, right? Yeah, him and Rashad. (laughs) Shit, yes. You know, I've always got – I've always – for some reason, I've always gotten Rashad Bateman and Rondell Moore mixed up. 
Like I, I don't know why they're so like, different too. Like they're, they, they're completely different, but I've I consistently mix those two guys up, and I cannot justify it. But I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and as a just a side note to that, if you own Andrews or if you're facing Andrews or if you just want a potential tight end, Isaiah likely is the handcuff here, and he made some real big plays throughout the preseason. Yeah. If Andrews did sit, I'd probably rank likely in my top twelve tight ends. It's more of a reflection of the tight end position than it is likely, but worth a stash right now. Cut your kicker. You know, see what happens here. If Andrews doesn't practice tomorrow, there's a good chance he misses. So I would say go stash likely. He's out there in every league. Uh, could be a top 12 tight end play for you this week. Logan Thomas did not practice yeah. Thursday. Yay. <laughs> doesn't make a difference. So let me get one that does matter. Pat Fryermuth practiced in full on Thursday. Uh, been a stud among the top tight ends in tight end, uh, stud relative to the position that is, but among the top steadiest target gainers from the tight end position. If he's in, he should be in your lineups. The Dolphins are not a scary matchup at all. Darren Waller, hamstring issue, did not practice on Thursday. That Raiders receiving core is kind of the walking wounded right now. It's too bad because it looks like they have a decent uh, matchup coming in there where they where could actually like put up some decent numbers this week. We'll see what happens. Back-to-back mispractices for Waller. Um, you know, hoping he's going to be active Sunday against the Texans. Of course, everybody wants to be active against the Texans, but we'll see if Waller is. We shall indeed. Uh, Cameron Brait not practicing on Thursday. He seems very unlikely to play after he was stretchered out uh, on the the uh, week six game. Yeah. So Kate Otten, we'll talk about in higher, lower Hail Mary, definitely has a little bit more shine to him. So before Already we get into our, our sponsor read, we just want to say, uh, give us a thumb. We got another big crowd uh, on a, another crappy Thursday night game. Wolf didn't even tweet out that we were going to be on, and the people have still flocked to the show, which we appreciate so much. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, uh, give us a love, anything you want. Uh, we got a lot of people watching right now, so throw some love our way. Give us a subscription. We'd really appreciate it. Go ahead, Wolf. Would be so greatly appreciated, but let's talk about our presenting sponsor before we do. Uh, no House Advantage. They're changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250K plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can test your skills versus the house in 20x your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code RSJ at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this I continue to emphasize it, Wolfpack, but tons of overlay, the most you'll find in the fantasy sports realm. We've had multiple users win over a thousand bucks. Code RSJ helps your boys out. Please go check out No House Advantage. They've been a great presenting sponsor for September. We want to do them right uh, for everything they've done for us. Sure. Yeah. Thank All you right, so much. Wolfpack. Let's continue forward with higher, lower Hail Mary. All right, a guy you're higher on. This was your dude not too long ago before they put up zero points on the Patriots. Jared Goff at the Cowboys, quarterback 12. You like him five spots higher than the experts. You like him as a fringe starter. The experts don't. I kind of agree with you. I know. He sucks under pressure typically, <laughs> although I, I saw a grade this year, 90 points ever passing rating when under pressure. It was fourth highest according to PFF. 
as a Pats fan watching that game, that does not seem true at all. He was horrendous as we got to him. But Belichick has always had Goff's number. So I'm not going to criticize him and crush him too much. I'm still going to be focused on the fact that this was not long ago the highest scoring offense in the league. They're now number three in points. Number three. And that's after putting up a zero. And that's after putting up a zero. Exactly. Uh, And they still absolutely have the worst defense by a long stretch in terms of points allowed, yards allowed, conversions, like almost every single metric. So I still like Goff to have a very solid quarterback day and be a very viable player in fantasy this week. And I think they're going to get dominated by Dallas. So, yeah, I definitely trust Goff this week. Me too, for the same reasons. Jimmy G going against the Chiefs. Quarterback 11, two spots higher than the experts. Not a huge discrepancy, but why do you kind of like Jimmy G? Kind of like Jimmy G because the reasons why he ended up being kind of good last week, and unexpectedly, the Atlanta Falcons got up early on them, forcing Jimmy G into a pass-heavy script. He put up 19 fantasy points with the quarterback nine. He's been quarterback nine in back-to-back weeks now, and if the Falcons can put up their points against the the, uh, the the 49ers. I don't think Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to have any trouble forcing Jimmy G back to throwing. So I like him. As we'll talk about later, I like Brandon Ayuk in the pass game here. I'm big into it. I think they're going to have to throw early and often, and the Kansas City Chiefs have given up top seven numbers to the quarterback position. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that. Guy, you're a little lower on Trevor Lawrence at the Giants, the 5-1 and one Giants, quarterback 15. The experts like him up at 12 you starting to believe in the Giants a little bit, this suffocating Giants defense we've all heard so much about? I really think they're doing a good job on defense. <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that honestly is part of it. Uh, but even more so, I just don't believe in Trevor Lawrence, I think, is the nah, bigger part of this. I know he ended up getting it done for you fantasy owners last week on the back of two rushing scores. I don't think we can bank on that for Trevor Lawrence. He sure is a plus athlete and can run the ball. But before that, quarterback 30, quarterback 21 with 7 and 12 points, 14. Like, it just hasn't been pretty. I think the Giants really slow this game down, make it ugly. And so on the other side of the ball, I'm shocked to see Daniel Jones ranked as a top 14 quarterback. Like a yeah, starter. I was going to say, that's even dumber. Even dumber. The guy has had you know, 14 or fewer points in all but one matchup so far this year. Quarterback 22, 28, 20, and 17 Across his last three. So he hasn't hit that quarterback 14 in any but one week. And they don't really need him to. So, yeah, I have no interest in uh, in Daniel Daniel Jones. And I have some Hail Marys I'd much rather have than him. For instance, Justin Fields maybe at the Patriots, 35% rostered. Justify this pick. Yeah, he'd be my number two, actually. I didn't have this on the sheet. My number one is Kenny Pickett. But Justin Fields, 17 and 19 points across his last two weeks averaging uh, over 60 rushing yards across his last three games where he started to pick it up a bit. I always worry about playing a quarterback of this nature, a limited QB against a Belichick defense. We saw what happened to Goff. Uh, We saw what happened to Brissett. Could get swallowed up, but rushing bets are rushing bets, and I think Fields could end up having, after 17 and 19 points last two weeks, around that fringe. But I'd rather go to Kenny Pickett now that he's practicing in full, getting a Miami team that's given up the third most points to signal callers. He has not been afraid to sling it, and he's been facing some good defenses. This is his best matchup yet on the season. I think he comes out for a solid 18 to 20 fantasy points on Sunday night football, slinging the ball to his weapons. Guys, we're watching burning questions. Both Dak Prescott and Tua coming back against extremely favorable matchups. Obviously, we're very interested in how they're both going to look. Um, if they return. Also, can Justin Herbert finally smash? Where did you have Justin Herbert before the season? He was your QB three, right? 
Yeah, quarterback two, actually. Uh, I think that he's really been impacted with the Keenan Allen loss, but I'm hoping that Keenan Allen returning could just kind of steady everything out for him for this offense. But as you mentioned, what does Dak do in this smash spot? What does Tua do in his return as a smash spot as well? All things that we need to watch and find out. And I just want to see Justin Herbert, as you mentioned. Where is Herbert right now? What quarterback is he right now scoring-wise this season? In terms of scoring, I think he's like nine like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Somewhere it hasn't been pretty. And like, really the he, whole position has been either like Hurts, Allen, or like sometimes Lamar. Sometimes or, or just nobody. Like, it, Mahomes has like extent. been there once or twice too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but like, you know, Geno Smith maybe has outscored Herbert. Yeah, sure. it's been ugly. <laughs> Running backs. Let's talk about Jamal Williams at Dallas, RB20. That's 11 spots higher than the experts. I don't know. The, the DeAndre Swift thing makes this always a little bit confusing. Not sure, but Williams has proven that with or without Smith, he or without Swift, he can put up points. Yeah, he really has. I mean, leads the NFL even with the bye week in red zone carries, goal line attempts. The guy's a touchdown scorer in an offense that has more often than not put up touchdowns. So yeah, big, big fan of Jamal Williams. Um think he, you know. Looking at his numbers, so the fact that he's running back 31 just kind of blows my mind. That's just Given that he's been the running back 11, 35, 2, 5, 39. I mean, three of his five weeks have been top 11, literally two of them top five. And even the bad weeks, he's been okay too. So, yeah, I really like Jamal Williams. I think he is significantly underrated by the experts right now. All right, Brian Robinson, a guy you're just dying to get behind. Going against the Packers, you got him at RB21. The experts like him at 26. Why are you giving Brian Robinson that little bump? Yeah, I mean, the guy saw 15 or 17, rather, of 25 carries, walked right in to be a pseudo-featured back role. Now, he doesn't catch the ball. We know that's going to be Jerry McKissick. But still, I, I mean, Robinson, yeah, he didn't look overly sexy in his action here. No. But 17 carries or 17 carries, well over half the snaps. And they did say after the game, we want to get Antonio Gibson more involved. He did look like he had a little more juice. But I think the goal line role will definitely be Robinson's. This absolute bull. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Robinson. I think he could uh, continue to see about 15 to 20 carries in all the goal line work. A good bet for like 10 to 15 points. And that makes him a viable running back to flex play. You got Kareem Hunt at Baltimore, RB22, six spots higher than the experts. Hunt coming off about the worst game you could possibly have as a running back. So this is an interesting call. Talk talk to me. Why is this your pick for higher? He's seeing more goal line and red zone usage than Nick Chubb right now. Just happens that Chubb is an elite talent and just converts it at a far higher right than rate than Kareem Hunt. But I'm just kind of sensing a, a game flow here of the Ravens getting up early and often against a really bad, really underwhelming Browns defense right now. So I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Kareem Hunt just take over uh, in like a, a negative game script, kind of get peppered. He typically too has had great performances against the Ravens since joining the Browns. So I'm banking on, you know, a six to seven catch finding the end zone day. Everything's been good except the conversion on the goal line right now. This could be the week. It all kind of comes to fruition. We get a touchdown. We get five to six catches. We get a nice day out of cream. I think he's very usable in your running back two slot. Lower David Montgomery at the Patriots RB 25. The experts like him up at 19. I never know what to think about Montgomery. Why don't you like him? Is it the Patriots defense? Is that it? Big part of it, but the other part of it is, despite seeing 56 of the uh, 72 snaps compared to 16 for Khalil Herbert, 
entering this week, uh, Matt Eber, uh, Eberfellis, whatever the fuck his name is, had made it very, very clear that this has now become a hot hand approach, given that Khalil Herbert outgained, <laughs> you know, uh, David Montgomery 75 yards on just seven carries last week, uh, outgained him on only, again, 16 snaps compared to 56. He would be far more productive player. In fact, Khalil Herbert has 63 attempts on the year. Montgomery has 62, given that he was out for a bit. Herbert has more yards after contact, 272, than Montgomery has rushing yards, 246, after contact. Herbert's just a beast. So if this is actually a genuinely true hot hand approach, Khalil Herbert is going to smash and run away with his job. So at 60% roster, one, go smash, pick up Khalil Herbert if he's out there in your leagues. But two, be a little bit more wary. I was kind of on the buy Montgomery train given his usage since he's returned. But if this becomes a hot hand situation, it could get ugly early and often, plus the Pats taking out what you do best. I don't think either back has a good game, but if one does, it's probably going to be Herbert if they do ride the hot hand. Travis Etienne, I do agree with this take. Going against the Giants, you got him as your RB, 28, five spots lower than the experts do. Hard for me to get behind Etienne in this game. Hard for me to get behind him ever. And I know yeah, that I mean, right, right. The roles are starting to switch. We've seen back-to-back his most productive days of the year with 13 and 12 half PPR points. I get this. But in general, as, as you can see, a lot of my lowers come from this game. I think it's an ugly kind of just sloppy, slappy fest that I want nothing to really do with. I think if anything, it's kind of a James Robinson, like let's ugly grind this thing out, try to win. 10 carries, 10 carries, three catches, two catches. I mean, the usage has gone up for Etienne and he's, he's looking well, but I guess the most damning thing is we still got zero touchdowns on the year. I don't know. Even with everything trending right, I think people are aggressively ranking Etienne at running back 22 right now as like a lock. Put him in your lineup. Don't think it, don't even think about it. I think we have to have some pause on a guy that hasn't scored, has been pretty game script dependent, even with everything trending the right way. I, I guess I don't want to be that, you know, the classic week too late rather than being the week early. But I think we're a little week early here. I don't think the Giants are good enough to force a Travis Etienne game script. I never pronounced this guy's last name right, but Tyler Algier, how do you pronounce that? I think that's right, actually. I think you nailed oh, it, Algier. well, hello. Uh, <laughs> at the Bengals, RB 37, seven spots below the experts. Why are you down on this poor guy? It's just a matter of the emptiest calories at running back. <laughs> <laughs> no one, two receptions on the year. Okay, good. Two receptions. I was going to say one. He's got two. It's, it looks like okay on paper, 15, 13 carries. Like, oh, you, you got a running back getting that much work. He's got to be in, right? Gets pulled at the goal line for Caleb Huntley. Gets pulled on third downs for, you know, I for, even forget Avery something. Williams, yep. I don't even remember. It's, it's just a shitstorm. It's a three-headed nightmare of a pretty bad offense. Plus, you got Mariota as a potential vulture, too. Algier just doesn't do it. Five, five, four, and three. One 11 point day was his best game. And this isn't a great matchup against Cincy. I think they get game flowed out of the run early. <laughs> Not a fan of Algier. Most of it's, it, I'm not sitting here like saying it's the boldest thing to bench Algier, but the fact that he's ranked as a top 35 <laughs> running back gives you like flex ranking. No, just don't even think about him. Don't put him in. Hail Mary, Sony Michelle going against Seattle, only 5% rostered. You also like Samaji P. Ryan at Atlanta, 6% rostered. Both guys you could probably pick up if you wanted them. Yeah, you certainly couldn't. I think both these guys fit a similar narrative in that. Standalone, they could plod their asses into the end zone. We saw Sony actually see more rush attempts yeah. than Austin Eckler last week, which is fucking crazy. 
Good thing that Eckler saw 16 targets. My God, what an absolute monster he is at that stage. Think, but the thing was, Josh Kelly got hurt. He was the clear-cut guy above Sony Michelle. He's hurt. It might be a long-term thing here, too. So Sony Michelle probably going to get a smattering of carries, potentially even at the goal line. Then you add in the fact of if something happens to Eckler, would be devastating. I have Eckler in almost all of my leagues right now. Love the guy to all death. Hope nothing ever happens to him. But if something does, Sony Michelle would be a, a high-end running back, too, in this offense yeah. for however long he, he's out. We saw Justin Jackson put up over 30 fantasy points in his lone start last year. So I could see Sony Michelle. You got that kind of handcuff with benefits, similar to Samaj P. Ryan, still playing more third down, seeing more targets than Joe Mixon for whatever godforsaken reason. Still makes zero sense to me. But ultimately, he's got a role, could find the end zone as he has a couple times this year. So you get that kind of maybe he's usable if you're absolutely desperate. But again, if something happens to Mixon, we're talking about the highest paid free agent running back of next week of the, you know, one of those guys that could be a smash running back to any week that he's out. So both these guys kind of fit that handcuff with benefits bill. If I'm desperate for a streamer, that's kind of where I want to look. Things we're watching, burning questions. Obviously, you're interested in both sides of that Raiders-Texans uh, running back situation with Josh Jacobs and with Damian Pierce. Also, worth mentioning the DeAndre Swift thing that we talked about. Back to health, obviously, at his best. He's great. And the Ravens' backfield conundrum. Does Gus the bus return? Stash him now. He's 18% rostered. Any of those you want to elaborate on? No, I think they're all kind of self-explanatory. The only big thing is just how valuable both Josh Jacobs and Damian Pierce have been. I love Scott uh, Scott Barrett's expected fantasy points article. So just to quote him real quick, over the last four weeks, Jacobs is averaging 21.7 carries per game, second most, 5.7 targets per game, seventh most, 21.1 expected fantasy points per game, second most, and 26.5 points per game, second most as well. And these are all elite with like 79% snap share, 98% running back carry share, 60% of the routes, 81% of the expected fancy points. Like if this sticks and it doesn't seem like any good reason not to, this guy's a smash top five running back. Like this is borderline Christian McCaffrey type of usage right now. In fact, only five running backs this year. have seen 70% of carries and 15% of targets McCaffrey twice, Jacobs twice and Fournette once. So, I mean, the usage is beyond elite. Then you got the match against Houston. Smash play, 6,500 on DraftKings. Chalk of the week, going to be worth the chalk. And then Pierce, too, on the other side of the ball. 79% snap share in week five, 90% of the carries, 20.8% uh, target share. That was the big thing. Now we're starting to see him get elevated as a pass catcher. 81% of the backfield points as well, expected-wise. He's looking like a locked-in running back one now and the future. Plus, we got Lovey Smith coming out saying he needs at least 20 carries per game. You hit the jackpot if you got Damian Pierce in your leagues, folks. Obviously, you don't need my push to start him, but there's no questions about him anymore. Love to see it. Remember how bad Josh Jacobs used to suck? Yeah, and it was never that he was bad. He always was good. It's just the role. And entering this 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 week, it was like or this year rather, McDaniel's in his old committee, and you know he can't even beat out Abdullah for the past. It was just all like that kind of classic fluff that just didn't end up coming to fruition. So yeah. Uh, right. definitely Josh Jacobs rest of the season looking like an absolute monster. Till we get Absolutely. into wide receivers and tight ends, uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe. We do have a very, uh, a big crowd and a pretty big mailbag. So we're going to try to blow through these wide receivers and tight ends as quick as we can. So we can try to get to all your questions. If you got something desperate pertaining to Thursday night, 
uh, shoot us a super chat, uh, not to sound like uh, greedy or anything, but we're a little greedy. I always feel like such right. an asshole. Saying I know, it. but it's true. I mean, we're not going to get it. You need it. You got to pay up for it. We'll we get probably won't get to it otherwise, but we are going to do our best. Like I said, we'll try to blow through the wide receivers and tight ends and, and get to as much of the mailbag as fast as we can. Wide receivers got your hire on Keenan Allen against Seattle. Wide receiver 19, nine spots higher than the experts. That's actually a pretty big discrepancy. Yeah, my guess is it's injury-related, and if and when it gets confirmed in, I bet he rises a bit, but I think I'll still be higher than the ECR, locking this guy in as a absolute must-star. And that's why I wanted to put him on here for anybody who has questions about Keenan Allen. This guy's been top 12 for five straight seasons as as a fantasy wide receiver, 100 catches in all those years. He did play in 78 of 81 games until this season. I know that doesn't help you right now. You're all probably seething as Keenan Allen owners, like, fuck off. I don't care about the past. But 1,100-plus yards and all those, he was the pinnacle of fantasy consistency. He would average over 10 targets a game the last three years, and especially had a great rapport with Justin Herbert. So I just all that to say is in an easy matchup against Seattle, cakewalk, you know, fifth most points allowed in the league, seventh most points themselves, like a good shootout-style script. I think Keenan Allen is an absolute no-brainer if he's in. Put him in your lineups. Do not think twice. Brandon Ayak, who blew up on my bench last week playing against Kansas City, wide receiver 23 spots higher than the experts. Not a huge difference, but I feel like you just got to be a little higher on him than we were since we had all those points burning holes in our pocket on our bench. What do you think? 100%. You see 24 points on the bench. You see a wide receiver three finish, and you wonder why it happened. 11 targets, 8 and 83. Because they've got down and they had to throw. The same exact reason earlier why I said Jimmy Garoppolo is a nice start at quarterback this week. And that makes Ayuk, I guess, a team giving up the six most points to fantasy wide receivers on the year. The Chiefs and a script that should probably require them to air it out to keep pace with this explosive leading the league in fantasy and and total points offense of the Chiefs. I think Ayuk lights it up yet again, becomes a must start. Let's not make the same mistake twice. We saw the right script. He can get it done. So let's put him right back into our lineups and not think twice. Michael Gallup, you've been on him for a while, but this is the time you're counting because he's playing Detroit. Wide receiver 29, four spots higher than the experts. Exactly. Last time him and Dak were together and he was the clear-cut number two receiver. It was two seasons ago. Finishes the wide receiver 18 in fantasy, was top 24 in over half of his week, 60% of the time he was. So, yes, I get that he hasn't had that clear-cut blow-up day. Really, only C.D. Lamb has had any decent days, though, with Cooper Rush. I wonder and expect that this offense, again, Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott, has been a fantasy factory. And what better way to get that fantasy factory churning again than a matchup against the Lions, the second most points to wide receivers, the most points overall to offenses in general. And, yeah, maybe Dak has to shake off a little rust early. But I think this team gets it going often. Uh, It just peppers all the receivers, including Gallup, Remember last year, second most uh, total, most total yards, most total points, second most passing yards. That's been consistent. Top two in passing yards every year. Dak and Kellen Moore have been together for a full season. I think they pick up right up where they left off. Dak goes for a nice smooth 350, and Michael Gallup has a nice 90, 100 of that. Locked in play for me this week. Lower Alan Lazard at the Commanders. Wide receiver 25, seven below the experts. I honestly – I feel like 25 might be a little high. I cannot believe anyone has him as their wide receiver 18. That's what doesn't make sense to me because it's really not that I I dislike Lazard himself in a vacuum. No, I mean, me either. Nine, eight, eight targets the last three weeks, getting pretty good volume, 15, 12, and 16 fantasy points, all been solid. In fact, 17, 21, 10, and now he gets the easiest matchup 
that he's had all year. Washington's been giving up the most points to wide receivers in terms of schedule. All right, so why don't we like him more? I think it's just like everything lines up okay for him as a play. I just think it's that I like everybody else ahead of him. I'd rather play Ayuk, Keenan Allen, Lockett. Sutton, uh, maybe Sutton with a quarterback controversy. might. Not I don't know. Right. I actually but would probably rather have Lazard than Sutton. I probably would too, and I might need to adjust that. But like Olave, T. Higgins, like these are some guys that are neck and neck with Alan Lazard according to the ECR, and I just don't buy that. So it's less about Lazard. He has kind of emerged as the clear-cut steady guy for Aaron Rodgers in a great matchup. Like he's probably in your lineup, but it's to say wide receiver 25, not top like the you know, fringe wide receiver one, consider him more of a, a steady wide receiver two compared to the ECR. Just given the fact that this offense too has been like, if they can pound the ball on Houston and just bleed the clock and destroy these guys, which they might very well do. It could be a low volume day for Lazard. Sammy Watkins is expected back at this point. I don't know. I, I mean, it's tough because I do really, I actually kind of like the experts rankings of most of these receivers. I struggled to find a guy that I felt was clear cut lower Lazar just popped it like seven spots lower. I was like, oh, damn, I am lower than I really expected to be on Alan Lazard. So maybe I have to look at it because I feel like I just made a case for him as being a great play. I don't really have much against Yeah, I know. Him. You kind of talked me off my high horse there. Like, right? Exactly. I really don't have much of a reason uh, to not play Lazard point. So I don't know. I'm okay with it. Um, it's just that it's more so I like a lot of guys ahead of him that are ranked below Brandon Cooks, this is a guy that has been really underwhelming, in my opinion, this year. We, we were like steady, steady, steady Brandon Cooks. He really has not been consistently great. Uh, going at Vegas, wide receiver 26, four below the experts. You've been disappointed with Cooks this year? Of course I have. I mean, the guy last year saw more target volume, steadier usage, more top 24 games than both T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Like He was a just rock solid, you don't even have to think about it type of player last year. So far this year, 12, 7, 3, 15, and 4. So we're not seeing that like game-changing ceiling we saw pop every now and again with Davis Mills last year. And we're seeing some real just disappearing action. Yeah, just like bad, bad games. Bad this was a guy, games. he was the backbone of my receiving core. I was like, I'm going to get Cooks and I'll build around him because he's going to have this high floor and I won't have to worry about it. And it's just been a real disappointment. And what's kind of concerning about it is 12, 10, 7, 7, 6. It's like those target share, it's been there. He's seeing the looks. He's just doing nothing with it. And I don't know if that's the play calling. Don't know if it's just bad targets from Davis Mill. Probably a combination of the both. But even in a decent matchup against the Raiders, again, there's a lot of good receiver matchups this week. I'm playing Cooks where I have him just because I have a lot of guys on bye. So if you're desperate with bye weeks this week, which most of us are, Cooks is probably in your lineup. But it's more so like DraftKings-wise, I'm not going to be forcing him in, not really looking his way at all. It's just surprising. I wanted to highlight how surprisingly underwhelming Cooks has been. He has been. Jerry Judy going against the Jets, wide receiver 36. Yeah. Well, I will say the difference is I didn't believe in the Broncos receivers at the beginning of the year. I did believe in Brandon Cooks. Jerry Judy against the Jets, wide receiver 36, five below the experts. Yeah. Gross. It's bad. He's had two good games (laughs) out of six, and the bad ones have been bad. Wide receiver 101, 87, 42. <laughs> Triple digits. Exactly. Not not what you're hoping for. And even his highs, 18 points, 13 points, like, yeah, okay. But it's not a ceiling that's like, okay, you got to have him in just for the blow up because it might happen. Not exactly the Jamar Chase ceiling. No, not at all. Exactly. So uh, it's 
do you really want to start any of these Broncos players? Like Sutton's been at least a like guaranteed 11 targets a week. And even he feels kind of gross. So whether mm-hmm. it's Russell Wilson, it could even be worse somehow with Brett Rippey. And maybe, Hey, by the way, he is the nephew of Mark Rippon who won the Super Bowl for the oh, then, okay. then Redskins uh, over the bills. There you go. When the bills okay. went to their four Super Bowls in the row. Uh, the second one they lost was to Mark Rippon. Yeah. Of Brett Rippon. I'll tell you this about Jerry Judy too, is I've seen him get cut in some leagues and he's 88% rostered. I'm not putting in. Bids. And you're not even like trying to get him. No, I, it's honestly kind of like Allen Robinson, but with less fanfare at this point, like very, so you know, the, the Robinson, I cut Robinson. Nobody has been picking him up on. Waivers. Exactly. Nobody wants him. Nobody. Why wants him. I don't think anybody wants Judy. This has been a good secondary too. It used to be you pepper anybody against the jets. They've been damn good at limiting receivers. Sauce Gardner, I think he'll probably be on Sutton. But even their number two and three, their safety, but everything's been solid for the Jets. I love the Jets' defense. I really just don't want to start anybody in this game unless it's the Broncos' defense or the Jets' defense. I'm the surprised them, they didn't throw this. I'm surprised this Broncos-Jets game isn't like Sunday night football. Right, um, seriously. All right, we're going to have to fly through these. Hail Marys, Wandale Robinson, we know how you feel about him at Jacksonville, 25% roster. Donovan Peoples-Jones, blast from the past. At the Ravens, 19% rostered. Um, you want to say anything about those guys? I love Wandale. I mean, I think you he's an electric player. The MVP of Giants training camp. I chuckle every time I say it because I don't know how much weight that holds. But when you watch the guy None. play, he is zipping all over the field. Saw 35% targets on his routes run. The issue was he only played about 30% of the snaps. Only ran 11 routes but he saw four targets on him so i think that just continues to increase as he becomes a full-time player wouldn't be shocked at all to see eight to 12 targets a game for a very electric guy plus 9.3 average depth of target it wasn't just like rondale moore dinking dunks it was getting this guy going down the field so i love wandale robinson i love donovan people's jones against the baltimore team very susceptible to the deep ball giving up the most points to wide receivers and similar like the running back plays i like this guy as like yeah you could use him this week but especially when Deshaun Watson, one of the best deep passers in the league, comes back, his ceiling is just going to only go up and up and up through the season. So big, big fan of Peoples-Jones. is a one-week plug-in that you can then stash on your bench for when Watson comes back. Guys, we're watching, obviously, the Dallas wide receivers in the wake of Dak returning. You got your Gallops, obviously. You got your uh, CD Lambs, all that good stuff. Also, Taylor Heineke's target tree in Washington. We're keeping an eye on that. Do you want to fly through the tight ends here, Wolf, so we can try to get to some of this? I want to get to the mailbag, yeah. So let me just rip through this real quick. Higher. Dalton Schultz practiced in full today, so looking like he's going to be good to go against a pure green light matchup against Detroit. He gets his guy Dak back. Last game with Dak, nine catches or nine targets, seven catches, 62 yards with the top 10 tight end that week. Dating back to last year, the dude saw over 100 targets last year uh, and just is the, is a clear-cut engine that needs his guy back. Big fan of Dalton Schultz. I think this is where he gets his season back on track. Not a better spot to do it. Lower, uh, who the hell Kyle Pitts, like, Guy sucks. I played less than you know 65% of the snaps last week, locked into a touchdown. If he didn't score last week, we would have been looking at three catches and 19 yards without a touchdown. He bailed you out with that score. I don't think we can consistently depend on that. I do know Mariota said I need to target this guy more this week, but uh, it's getting real hard to put him in lineups as a set-and-forget guy. Hail Mary. Wolf, are you with us anymore? I'm back. My computer died as we alluded to some tech issues, but I had We a- got an awesome freeze frame of your face. Which was fantastic. 
<laughs> was it horrendous? <laughs> it's pretty good. It's still frozen at the bottom. You can see it if you want to see it. A lot of people saying frozen, frozen. I nodded a little bit while you were talking just in case like the people at home could still hear you and I couldn't. But uh, eventually, like the facade was broken. Yeah. So sorry if my mic quality goes down here. I uh, It wasn't frozen. My computer died as I was worried about, as you mentioned, the tech issues happening. It was not charging as I was hoping. So, yeah. Kind of fucked there. I have no idea what happened to my. Oh, computer. and all of a sudden, I'm in the driver's seat uh, screen. You got the left side. Look at you, baby. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, that pretty much wraps up my tight ends, anyways. Right. I think my hail mary was Kate Otten, just because Cameron Brates like he out last time we saw that six targets, four catches, or no, six catches, forty yards, like good solid roll for the guy. I think he has a nice ceiling. Similar to, again, all these hail marys. I like picking hail marys that might have a long term ceiling in addition to what they're gonna do. So yeah. Love Kate on 7% rostered. Go check him out. Let's get these fucking questions, baby. Toon says you guys being on opposite sides is messing with me. I'm like the guy in that uh, Tom Hanks movie. I'm the captain. Yeah. (laughs) Captain Phillips. Yeah. You've taken over the ship. I'm the captain now, folks. So get used to it. All right. Let's (laughs) hit the mailbag. Let's do it. it. All right. Bulldog. Here we go. First to smash the like, please pick two half PPR. Kirk, Dubs, Pickens, Wondell Robinson. Thanks. Good question, Bulldog. I'm glad to see you like smashing the like and all everybody else. Good reminder. Please do smash like. We got over 50 of you here. Love it. Thank you guys so much for being here with us on Thursday Night Football. Means the world. Uh, but that thumbs up button, subs if you're new here. If you haven't, I see a lot of new names already in the comments. Please do join. We're almost getting to 3,000. Maybe we'll hit it this year. So pumped. You guys are the best. Thanks again for being here. Bulldog, let's get to this. Kirk, Dubs, Pickens, Wandale. I'm going to go Kirk hesitantly. He did score last week. Still don't love it. Um, but he is so good those first three weeks. It's tough to not chase him regaining that. Doug Peterson continues to say we got to get him more involved. From there, it is just a pure toss-up. I think I like Dubs with no with no Cobb. Easiest matchup for, for wide receivers. I think I lean him over Pickens, but it's really close. Wandale, I love the stash, but I don't have to use it if I have those other three options. So I'm going Kirk and Dubs. What about you? I'm grudgingly taking the same two guys. All right. Millie C, what's up? Wolf, I play Taysom or Schultz? Did I miss one? No. I, I thought we had Feng Moi here. Yeah, you missed one. It's Millie C. Oh, I don't I don't even see Millie C. So can you pull that one back up? It's not sure. even What's up, Wolf? Play Taysom or Schultz? I'm going uh, Taysom. I'll go for the ceiling there. Even though Schultz is my hire of the week, I'm going to go for the ceiling play and get some Thursday night juice here. You know Benjamin or Rondell Moore, who I have often confused with Rashad Bateman? Oh, that's tough. I typically go the running back, and with Connor out, I'm going to go Benjamin, but it's close. I don't don't love it, but I'm going to go, you know, Benjamin. Jeremiah Moore, I've got Allen on a buy. I picked up Mariota as a streamer. Not much on the waivers other than Danny Dimes, Brissett, Dalton, so stick with Mariota. Yeah, that's your best option. Over 20 fantasy points last week, even though he only threw it 14 times. That's kind of the ceiling. You can get it done in any script. So, yeah. Guess, yeah. guess who I'm – I got Jalen Hurts on a buy. Guess who I'm streaming. I never thought I'd get to this point. I'm streaming yeah. Matt Ryan. Oh, boy. But, hey, I mean, after 380 yards, against the Titans, a pass, passable defense, I like it. I don't even hate that. I don't hate it. Well, I, I do hate it. And at the same time, I, I kind of think it was the right call. Are we starting Rondell Moore? We did talk about this a bit. Uh, yeah, we talked about that at the beginning with 10 targets, eight targets the last few weeks. 
Good high floor play, pretty low ceiling, but I think he's startable, yeah. Dubs or Alec Pierce this week is a bye week fill in. Alec, uh, Dubs, Dubs with the matchup. Eno or Wilson, we already answered that. He actually paid us to answer that. Thank yeah, you, we go Wilson. Oops, sorry. That's all right. Um, half PPR, sit one, Rondell, Alave, Ayuk, or Claypool? I'm going to bench Claypool there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, him or Rondale. Yeah, it's, it, Olave and Ayuk are the locks for me. So it does come down to Rondale or Claypool. I do bench Claypool there. Is it time to drop Melvin Gordon? See, I, I would have said yes, absolutely, just a couple days ago. But now he's the potential starter, and they've built a bridge, him and Hackett. I Probably, certainly after this week, I, I don't start him. But I'd at least stash him to see, like, does Latavius Murray truly start again and see more work? I doubt it. I think I think Melvin Gordon regains his role. Michael Fawcett, pick two, please. Kirk, Ayuk, or Lockett. I'm benching Kirk there. Me too. Denny Jennings, what's up, Wolf of Truth? Great evening night. Enjoy week seven. Thank you. It was well. Have people are Taysom or Pitts. Go and Taysom. No Me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh Ben says Eno Benjamin, Jeff Wilson, Najee, Deion Jackson. Pick two. I'm gonna go Jeff Wilson and Najee there. Me too. Deion Jackson, I mean, sexy, but you've seen these guys are, are now practicing in full. I don't think you can yeah, play him. You can't even consider it now at this point. Egg says, is Kenneth Walker the third a big candidate for a trade? I'd love to have him. I, you know, if you can sell him very, very high, then maybe, but I want Ken Walker on my team. I don't know if anybody that has him is trying to sell him either. So I think if you have him, you're lucky. And at that point, like it's going to be too hard to acquire him or, I wouldn't really sell him for much unless you can really sell for like St. Brown or like a stud. I, I'm keeping Kenneth Walker. I think he's the real fucking deal. Speaking of St. Brown, get a load of this question. St. Brown or Pierce in the flex. I'm going St. Brown, dude. I'm going St. Brown too, but man, Damian Pierce is looking damn good too, as we talked about, but I'm going to go St. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Yeah. I love St. Brown. Um, but he says Damian Pierce and that's a good clarification because I thought he meant Alec Pierce for a minute. Oh yeah. Then sorry. All right. All right. So uh, we got 10 minutes, Wolf. I think you need to go rapid fire here. If we're going to hit the most of these, I'll jump in. If I got any opinions, hit that thumbs up button. Here comes the rapid fire for you folks. Please do consider that sub button. And if you need one answered, that super chat will get it done. We did lose our call in David. I don't know where he went, but uh, I mean, I have to assume there was like a monster, monster emergency. I know. I know. I hope everything's all right. I I hope he's okay. Millie C and Wolfpack. Uh, Taysom Hill or Schultz. I'm going to go Taysom Hill for the upside, but it, it, the floor is so low, so just be wary of it. Rogers Tua or Gino, uh, sit one. I'm going to sit Rogers there, Denny Jennings. Play Hill tonight or pick up Gasecki. I'm going to play uh, Hill over any of those options. Jimmy G or Carr. Carr definitely has a better floor. Jimmy G, I'm going to go Carr. I know the, the script for Jimmy G is good, but I trust the floor of Carr there better. Agreed. Over ones is the last undefeated team. Best of luck, man. Good luck, Chris. But yeah, I'm going to go ASB there, St. Brown. Not only is Nook fresh, also fresh off some PEDs. Let's see what happens. Connor's out. Thank you, Craig, uh, for the clarification. Uh, would you drop any of the following for Dotson or Kyron Williams? Uh, probably not, no. Um, need to stream a QB, Matt Ryan or Carr? You're going to go Carr, Aaron Cooley. Uh, inactive. We got a notification today. He's inactive. Thank you, Jeremiah Moore. Olave, Ayuk, St. Brown, pick two. Ooh, uh, uh, ooh I'm going to bench Ayuk there, but I love them all, Chris Gibbons. Good to see you. Evan, St. Brown, Hopkins. I would probably there. bunch Olave for whatever it's Here's worth. Fournette. Oh, man, I guess this is where I sit Hopkins at this point. I, <laughs> I didn't think there was a chance, but I do here. Dolchitz at tight end. He is interesting for sure uh, at this point. Top of the evening to you, Magic Mike. What's up, Magic uh, Mike? Who should you start? Rondale, Gallup, or Pickens? 
Uh, I'm going to go Gallup there very slightly. Magic Mike. Waddle, Godwin, Hopkins, and Pittman start two. Oh, mm-hmm. man. I'm going to bench Godwin. Uh, I think Godwin. Jesus. I'm going to play Hopkins tonight and figure it out, MBS. Uh, great show. Thank you, Millie C. Pick two, Najee, B-Rob, Gallup. I'm benching Gallup there. Uh, Rondale or Dubs? I'm going to go Dubs very slightly. Wandale or London? I'm going to go Drake London there. Uh, Got to drop two players coming back for injury. I Too many for me, too. Just text me later. I'll get to you. Uh, BPR, I need flex. Olave, Mike Will, Kirk, Eno, Ben, Mostert, Brian Robinson. You got to go Mike Will there. Uh, Olave is the next man up, though. Super Olave, soon. maybe, though. I don't know. Yeah, real close with Keenan coming back, too. But I, I'm going to go Mike Will over Olave. Uh, similar question earlier. Pick one for flex. Kirk, Lazard, Ayuk. I'm going to go Ayuk here. Uh, running back situations rough. Pick two. Najee, Harris, Kenyon, Drake. Probably Harris and Najee if they're all in and all those other guys for the Ravens are back. We'll see, though. Come back on Sunday, me and CJ live, 1045 a.m. Just got off work. Who's starting? Uh, oh, yeah, we already got that for you. It is Dalton. Uh, good news for Kamara. A little bit less for Olave, but he'll still be a beast tonight. Olave and Eno Benjamin. I love Olave. I'm mad on Eno Benjamin, but I get the volume that he's going to probably see. You trade Burrow for Herbert? No, I'd probably prefer Burrow at this point. Mike Williams or Godwin? Ha, very slightly leaning Williams there. Godwin or Olave? Oh, that's tough. Probably Godwin, I think. 91% of the snaps, like he's back, I think. Yeah, Brady loves it. Elijah Moore or Dobbins? Probably Dobbins. I don't know. Um, I would cut Jamison Williams and pick both of those guys up. To be I would too. I would too. Um, I think Jamison's the, the le- less of those three. Ron Dale to start? Yeah, you can start him. Should I start Burrow or Herbert? Only uh, concern with Herbert is I feel he's not 100%. I'm, I'm worried too. I'd go probably Burrow this week. Um, good to see you, Kevin Rice. Mike Williams, DK, Matt, and Pierce. You can only have two or three. Damn. Um, I think I bench Mike Will, probably the least consistent of those. More I think I would too. Yeah. Olave or Pollard? Olave for me. Can't wait to see D-Hop. I'm with you there. I think he does pick up where he left off. <laughs> those PEDs only helping. Michael Thomas or Claypool for down the road. I fuck Thomas at this point. Good to see you, Andrea. Uh, Michael. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk more about Thomas in a later show because I got some thoughts. Yeah, he's a fucker. Uh, Toe injury. (laughs) Brian Robinson gets shot and misses four games. You have a fucking toe injury and you're already out for it. And you miss a year and a half. He doesn't want to play. He sucks. Sutton Mooney, Ayuk, or Alec Pierce. Uh, I got to go. Maybe Ayuk over Sutton. That's when I got away. It's Sutton or Ayuk. I, I think I might go Ayuk. I would definitely go Ayuk over Sutton. All right, there we go. Gibson or Latavius? I think Latavius. Uh, we'll see how the news bends there. Drop Gibson or Madison. Not a cook owner or a kicker. Uh, kicker. I don't know. I don't know what that question's asking, Giuseppe. Wandale or Pickens? Pickens. Uh, Tuba or Dak? Um, Dak. Dak. Very close, though. Brees Hall or Pierce? I'm going Brees. Hall all the way. Yeah. So uh, Call of Duty does make Kyler a little bit more uh, nerve-wracking, but it comes out tonight. So he smashes today, then plays his game. Uh, yeah, I, get, I agree with that, Hall, easy. Do I start Benjamin tonight or risk the injury? Uh, and de- de- I play I play Swift. Me too. Uh, Amon Ra or Damian Pierce? Going Amon Ra. Uh, defense, I'm going Pats. Olave or Godwin? I'm going Olave. I mean, I'm going Godwin, rather, sorry. Taysom's list says QB2, interesting. Um yeah, yeah Jameis is QB. I'm up in that tight end spot. I, I like him tonight. I've given him, him as a bunch uh, here. Rondale, Judy, Myers, or Dob, Dubs. Pick two. I'm going to go Myers, and I'm going to go Rondale. Taylor Heineke show. That never exists. Green Bay is soft, though. They are soft. 
But come on, bus. Taylor Heineke, fuck off. Uh, Pickens or Alec Pierce? Pickens for me. Should I start Taekwon? Depends on your other options. I'd rather go Jacoby if that's the other option. Uh, but I do like Taekwon a lot. Eno or we already Jeff. answered that. Already answered Jeff. That. Um, Kareem or Taysom? Going uh, Kareem. Um, it's close, though. It is. It is. I get I get your truth. Taysom or Kittle? I'm going to go Kittle. I need to write it right now, please. Fuck off. Like, super chat us if you need to know right now. Uh, if we missed it, like, get here earlier. Cletus. Wandale or Pierce? Uh, I'm going Pierce. Great call on Deion Jackson. Glad I helped you out, Westsey. Uh, Hawkinson or Taysom? I'm going to go uh, Taysom. Going for the upside. Wow. Hello. Too early to be victory lapping? Uh, no, it's not. I think Josh Jacobs is going to be an absolute. <laughs> um, Eno, Benjamin, Drake, London, or Myers? I'm going to go Benjamin, Eno there. Uh, should I start Sutton or go for Gallup with Dak returning? I got to go Sutton there still, but it's getting uglier. Um, Dawson's not looking like he's going to be good to go. You know, E.T. and Pollard pick two. I'm benching E.T. in there. Godwin or Olave? Uh, PPR, hurry, boys. Fuck off. Get okay. Super chat us, boys, if you really need it. Don't hurry up, boys. Us. Uh, thanks for being here, but come on. I've answered that one like a million times, too. Fucking Godwin. I think I'm putting him in timeout. You know what? You're going to timeout, Mike Ross. <laughs> thanks for being here. You better sub so you don't come out of timeout again. <laughs> Getting power hungry over here. Pick three to start. I think the game is about to kick off. we got three minutes. Whoo! JT, Kamara, Eckler, Brees Hall. Holy shit. Uh, I guess wow. I bench Brees here. Jeez. I don't know. That's good. How I would you bench have- Brees, but I wouldn't feel good yeah. about it. Trade somebody. Go get another. You had like a six-team league or something? That's nuts. Uh, Lazardo, Olave, Olave, Jeff, or That's Mary Goff. Oak. I'm sure that's Goff. Uh, I'm going to go Goff. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. Goff over Mariota. Yeah. Williams or Jacoby? I'm going Williams. Uh, Eno Benjamin definitely over Daniel Bellinger. Uh, Hill, Bateman, McLaurin, or Ron Dale for six-armed Priest. <laughs> nice name. Uh, Bateman and McLaurin, I think. Taysom's pretty damn intriguing, though. Um, or And it's Tyreek Hill. Obviously, you're going fucking Tyreek Hill. Sure. Uh, CD locked in. He watched you for two and flex. Gallup, Pickens, Pierce, Deontay. Uh, yeah, I lean the same way as you, Kyle Toons. Dobbins droppable for Drake. Eh, let's see if Dobbins is out, but maybe if you need only if you need to start Drake, though. I don't think Drake's like any type of long-term upside. So only if you really need the starter eggs. Uh trade Rashad White for Damian Harris or Khalil Herbert. Honestly, probably either. I think I prefer Harris with some like real touchdown upside. What's up, Travis Mason? Uh grab Taekwon Thornton on flyer. Better drop him in favor of more. OBJ Burks. I think more on the off chance he gets traded. Um, otherwise I do really like Taekwon though. So I'd like to hold on to him. Rondale Moore, Hill, McLaurin, or Bateman. Uh, if it's Tyree kill, it's definitely Tyree. Didn't kill. we just do that one? Yeah, that we did that six arm priest again. Uh, start. Ayuk. definitely love Ayuk this week. Uh, top 20 receiver in my rankings. Uh, we just answered that. Don't, don't re-ask your questions, guys. A lot of new people out there. Please do subscribe. If you're, you're here, please do hit the thumbs up button. If you're new, but please don't repeat your questions. We will get to them. Pick three, start. Oh yeah. Another, another repeat. Come on, guys. Um, Thanks for the great content. Thank you, Denny Jennings. I'd rather have Gabe Davis than Sutton myself. Yeah. Uh, hurry up and drink that beer. Oh, it's gone. Don't worry. I need another one. Denny Jennings. Uh, traded Aaron Jones and T. Higgins for Kamara, Boyd, and Ertz. Uh, it's a pretty good deal, I guess, because I think Aaron Jones is on the downfall here. Starting Herbert, CMC, Brees Hall, 
Nice, good lineup, six arm priest. Can we start Drake this week over eighteen? I'd yeah. probably want eighteen unless Todd exotic game started two minutes ago. All right, so go start at eight fifteen. I think so. We got to uh, keep that in mind. If Todd exotic says it. It's true. He's a long. Todd exotic listener. only speaks truth. I fucking love Todd. Should I bail on Najee yet? Nah, no. No. Yet his best game of the year looked kind of explosive. Good I stuff. Mean, there, there, there's no way. Like there's. There's no way you bail on the guy. Like, uh, you, know, you could be down. Apparently, is the Saints scored a touchdown too. So interesting stuff. Um, if if Waller doesn't play, yeah, you play Hurts. It's a fine option. Shadid, all, right, you guys, all you guys, anybody started Shadid? You're killing nope. it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, right, as, a, as a Kamara owner, I'm thrilled about that. RotorStreetJournal.com is where you can find my rankings. We'll be live again, live, uh, 10.45 on Sunday to answer all your Sunday sit starts. Hope you get everything you need. Hit that sub button if you haven't already. It would be so greatly appreciated. Thanks for being here, Wolfpack, and dealing with the tech difficulties yeah, with thanks us here. A lot. Thank you guys so much. The wolf, world for the fancy sheep. Be the wolf. Enjoy the game, guys. Later. Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go. But at least we stole the show. 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 Old-fashioned football right there, folks.